0: Hello! Hey guys, welcome to Freakin' Epic Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm John. Oh yeah, and we're gonna ask the immortal age-old question. The question, what you thinking, John?
1: See, so, I've been thinking about this for a little bit, because uh, I've been rereading some mangas and uh, watching Uh animes, and it's made me think of, uh, who is the best supporting character? And not in a way that's like uh for example one piece not like zoro where he's basically a main character in his own right but like someone who's doesn't really fight or if they do fight it's not like an important fight um or anything like that so like further with the one piece like usopp would be one of those characters where yeah yeah he's important to the story but he never really participates too much in like combat or things like that and when he does it's not against anyone who's like really dangerous
0: Everyone clearly understands that he's he's kind of a backup a backup guy. He's never going to be the one who saves the day, right? Or I mean, well, I guess he could save the day, but he's just you never you never go who will win the, who will save the day, and you never go you know what I bet Usopp will show up.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, that that is who are, who would you say is the best supporting character or your favorite? Um, so rules are cannot participate in battle or very small scale battles that isn't really important to the story okay
0: so does my my initial response is does krillin count
1: oh man
0: i would <laughs> say... because here's the thing here's why he's my favorite because he is Usa powered. He is wildly, wildly outmatched in literally every arc of Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. But he still saves the day and lit- and shows he shows up like all the other guys, Tennyson and and little Pokemon guy. All mm-hmm. the they they quit showing up. Um, but he continually shows up even though he's wildly outmatched. Oh yeah, and uh, uh,
1: later on in uh, like Dragon Ball Z, he retires, or um. Dragon Ball, whatever the one is after Super? Z. Super, yeah. He, he's retired. He doesn't fight anymore. But doesn't, um, he still, doesn't he still do some stuff? I, I think it's mostly Android 17 takes his place as far as uh, combat goes.
0: Well, that is tragic. My favorite thing is the fact that he. It, that's why he, he's my kind of go to favorite supporting character, is because I really like the fact that he knows he's going to lose and he knows he's just wildly outgunned and he still saves the day constantly just by showing up and doing whatever he can
1: okay so then um who would be someone who doesn't participate in any fights whatsoever like who doesn't would that participate be? in any fights whatsoever yeah so for okay. me i would have to say that's Winry Rockbell from a uh, full metal alchemist like okay being the love interest, yeah, sure, whatever, but like being his mechanic and being a great character who's had like solid character development throughout the entire story. Like Winry is pretty up there as far as like supporting characters go.
0: Okay, here's here's an admission. I have never actually watched more than three episodes of Full Metal Alchemist. What Zach? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You were oh. so shocked that that the uh, the recording cut out for a moment. Uh, I,
1: I, I How have you?
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break your break your mind like that. It just. It, I I enjoyed it. I just never. I also haven't watched like Attack on Titan. I'm just they just weren't quite like. Oh my
1: Zach Harris, my I brother. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I, okay. I have a thing in life that I do, which is I, um, try to know all the things that other people won't because it doesn't mean no good to know what, what's happening in game of Thrones or breaking bad. Like no, one's Mm -hmm. going to be impressed by that. They're going to be impressed in my mind. It's probably almost certainly not true, but in my mind, they're going to be impressed if I know something no one else knows. So I don't waste my time. Well, actually that's not true. I, I, watch like tv shows uh comedies that everyone knows but okay so but... i just don't do i don't do a ton of drama oh my god
1: all right what all my about stuff
0: is... uh... <laughs> uh
1: what about um have you seen code yes nope <sighs> I, I i i know what the plot is i know the, i know who well, made it see, I know. that's like that would be my second follow-up character. Would be uh, <laughs> Shirley from uh, Code Gas. Yes. Okay, tell me about like, her. Like so, basically, okay. she's another one of the the characters, the main characters, kind of love interest. But the whole plot of uh, Code Gas yes is that America take, her- takes takes over a third of the world, basically. Okay. But they change their name to the uh, Britannian Empire and stuff like that. Mm. But um, so it, it's very. Intellectual in the sense of kind of like how Death Note is very intellectual. Yeah, that's what I figured. It's. That's um, what I read. It's both. Well, it's like Code or It's like uh, Death Note meets Gundam. That's how I would describe Code Gass, I guess, in in a sentence. That's a good good description. But um, basically, she is. So the main character, he is this giant terrorist guy um, who is going about trying to, to. uh, trying to destroy Britannia, but uh. being a terrorist and trying to topple an empire, um, the main character is becoming like less and less human. But she um, is his high school friend who just kind of keeps him grounded. And then when she eventually dies, spoiler alert! Oh. Uh, when she eventually dies, um, it is a huge like shock to his system, and it just like goes uh, so far to his uh, downfall.
0: Oh, I imagine it, like, throws him off his rocker and he starts doing really
1: dangerous, dumb things. He goes, uh... I don't know, it's been a minute, but, uh, from what I remember, he goes pretty uh, fanatical in his goals, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she is another good kind of follow-up character. (laughs) Okay, so... Uh...
0: Spoiler alert, guys! Uh, this is one that uh, John told me about beforehand. So I have I have written a list of just all these supporting characters I could I could think of that I really enjoy. However, uh, now I'm realizing you're talking like in fighting movies and stuff. You're not talking about Uncle Joey and Uncle Jesse in uh, full, <laughs> in, in Full House, because that's one of the
1: things I wrote. I mean that works too, or um. Like, let's see here. Barney from How I Met Your Mother. Um, so that
0: oh. I thought about that, but I think he's—I think he counts as a main character. Like, actually, he's yeah, main enough. After,
1: after I said that, I was like, oh yeah, he is kind of a main character. He has his own like growth, but if he wasn't, he would definitely be on the list.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. Um, that that was one of the biggest things I had a problem with. I, I tried to pick only people who I felt were. Enough of a support or kind of background character that they weren't that they
1: weren't cheating. Like, Ooh, like I got, it. I got. It. Okay, Ted from uh, Scrubs. Which one is Ted? I've only watched He's like three episodes of Scrubs. He's the lawyer. Uh, Wait, no, you will understand how fantastic he is if you've only watched three episodes. Zach, <laughs> watch Scrubs. God damn it! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Okay. the The
0: thing with Scrubs is um, it requires you to pay a lot of attention. So a lot of the shows I watched, like when I used to work for uh, Fox Twenty One, I would I would be prepping shows for the next day, and when I prepped shows, I could kind of. I just had to look for black and and kind of make sure the audio was still going. And I, so I was mostly just fast-forwarding through shows, like keeping my eye on them, making sure they worked. So let's say, like, that 70s show or Big Bang Theory, something like that, I could kind of half-watch while doing my work. And so Scrubs, I tried doing that, but you can't half-watch Scrubs. If you're not, like, watching the screen every moment intently, It does. it is not a show that works.
1: Okay, um, fine. What about... Let me think. Here, here, here's my okay. Here's here's one that oh. is right
0: on the verge of main character, but could be considered a supporting character. Okay, Charles Barkley <laughs> in in the NBA shows. He's always kind of Ernie's sidekick, but he's always he's Charles Barkley. He's he's one of the most memorable side characters of all time.
1: Well, clearly <laughs> not <laughs> memorable enough because I no idea who you're talking about. You don't know who Charles Barkley is? Clearly not. Wow. Okay, okay so you have Barkley. no right to wow me. That
0: <laughs> don't even know yeah, who Charles. Two to one Barkley's. right now. That's, that's terrible. That's that's terrible. All right. What about <laughs> you? Should you should just look up best of Charles Barkley? He's a he's an in one of the maybe top fifty and M- best NBA players of all time. Maybe mm-hmm. like probably top closing in on top thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just, when he doesn't care, he just says all sorts of nonsense stuff
1: on the air. It's, it's hilarious. Highly recommended. All right, fine. I'll check it out. Uh, <laughs> you you have to have watched The Office. Yeah, I finally
0: okay. watched it for the first time last year.
1: Okay. I would say that Creed. Creed. Okay. from The Office. Yeah, I think he's, he's a perfect, a perfect example of someone who's like a background not, character. Yeah, definitely not a main character. Well, I mean, I guess Winry and uh, Krillin could be counted as main characters, though. They're they're within the they're within the realm of of main characters. Creed is
0: definitely a supporting character. Mm-hmm. In that in that vein, also, um,
1: uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Stanley, 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 or um, yeah, and I like Oscar too. Yeah. I
0: think I think all three of those count as well that that show just is kind of a show where all the characters are have something to yeah. do. Yeah.
1: Um okay. Um did you watch Stranger Things? Yes, I did. Okay. Would you count um Steve as a side character or a main character?
0: I had that on my list to ask. <laughs> yes. We did,
1: sure.
0: we did it. We did it. We could end the podcast. We find we something. agreed. We agreed.
1: Ha! <laughs> uh, but yeah, because Steve—he's—I love Steve more than I like most of the characters in that oh, show. Yeah. Steve is amazing because he just ends up being kind of the douchey boyfriend to uh-huh. being like team mom. <laughs> <laughs> like he's yeah. just the mom of all the little kids, um, and it's perfect. And honestly, I like Steve as a character infinitely more than I like Jonathan, Jonathan as a character. Like as far oh, as yeah. like the sister goes. Yeah. Um, what's her name what's her name nancy as far as yeah. nancy goes like i at, at least steve cared about like her well-being did everything for her she was the one who pushed him away to go be with a you know creepy guy who um everyone wanted. <laughs> like he's just creepy he is his heart's in the right place but i think yeah i he, think so. he, he was built up to be So it was built up to be like a, you know, one of those uh, high school movies where um, the nerd gets the girl in the end. Yeah, of course. And that's how they built him up. And it's wrong because Steve was just so infinitely better. Like Steve wasn't actually like a bad guy.
0: Oh, yeah. But the thing is, he wasn't necessarily. I mean, what I can say is he wasn't necessarily like you didn't need him to wind up with Nancy. He's going to wind up with someone awesome. And Nancy wasn't necessarily like a perfect fit for him.
1: Yeah, he just, he just I mean, thought
0: she was cute and was dating her. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know like that there's
1: Steve deserves better than Nancy. <laughs> like <laughs> straight up, they did, they did my boy Steve dirty. Well, okay.
0: So the thing about Steve, you remember the guy in the second season, the kind of the the jerk with the leather jacket and all that, the the bad guy guy.
1: Yeah, the guy who took Steve's place
0: in the first season. Yeah. Well, when they wrote the show, they actually wrote steve to be that character oh interesting like, they wrote steve to be that character but as they kept filming they were just like we just like this guy so much so they <laughs> just kept developing into a bad guy <laughs> <laughs> they just kept shifting his his story arc until he became a good guy because they're like but he's steve we love steve he can't be the bad guy so they just kept kind of writing him writing him away from the bad guy role and yes, had to bring was... in a whole
1: another character to fill in the role that they wanted him for, that's yeah, kind of hilarious. Yeah,
0: it's awesome. I, I really enjoyed seeing that, and I thought the the, the other guy did a, a good job. Oh too. yeah,
1: he, he was perfectly despicable. Yeah, like that's how I feel with. Uh, that's why I feel bad for uh, the actor for Joffrey in Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, um, because he quit acting because he got so much heat for uh, being Joffrey. Yeah. that like people couldn't separate the character from him and and that's so- the
0: that's the thing he should have kept acting and just taken roles that kind of slowly slowly paced and led people out so basically take a bad guy role but a little less bad a little less whiny awful petty nasty bad guy mm-hmm. and then take another bad guy role where you kind of become kind of get some um some uh, redemption in the end and then take a bad guy role where you actually become a good guy halfway through the movie. And then by then you've basically programmed people away from thinking you're always a bad guy because you've just kind of, uh, you've built that like people, um, people uh, always mess with um, or used to mess with Jason Alexander for pretty woman because he tried mm. to rape. uh, Julia Roberts and people would just come up on the street like how dare you do that to Julia Roberts Right. but they don't do that as much anymore because you have to just lead people away from that if you have a role like that you can't just run away you have to pace and lead them you have to Mm -hmm. agree with what they like, show them what they're seeing and then just kind of veer away slightly until you're facing the opposite direction
1: yeah but that takes patience and I don't know, it's just like it takes sheer willpower willpower oh, yeah. to be able to like and I don't get me wrong, I understand like what you're saying, but I also understand his decision. It was like, yeah, dude, if you can't hack it or not hack it, that seems If you can't take it. If you can't take it, there we go. You know, don't put yourself into a situation where you're going to be constantly, constantly sh on.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, oh, you're, okay. Make
0: it, you're making me edit stuff out. Oh, don't edit out <laughs> swear words. <laughs> um, we've, we've we've established a, a, a PG PG thirteen rating. I, I guess yeah, that's fine in PG thirteen.
1: Yeah, I mean okay. It's not, well, in PG thirteen, we're allowed one use of the word <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> now I have to edit that out. No, I already <laughs> used the one word. It's fine. <laughs> we're good. We're good. As long as we don't say it anymore, we don't have to edit any of them out.
0: (laughs) All right. So um, speaking of anime, I do have a side anime character who does fight, but isn't in kind of like he's I think he definitely fits the the definition of side character. He's one of my favorite characters. I just I just really, really enjoy this guy. All right. Go. Uh, Merman Man. Merman Man. That that's uh, his name. Uh, that's his name in the Japanese version. In America, I think they translate it to Bike Hero. Oh, he's
1: Bike Guy from uh, One Punch Man. <laughs> yeah, Bike yeah, Guy. He's, yeah, he's perfect. He is actually perfect because he definitely embodies you know what it what it is to be a hero, even against you know unbeatable odds. Oh
0: yeah, he's literally just a dude riding around on a bicycle fighting monsters. He's like helmet and everything because he needs the helmet, and he just but he still just kind of keeps showing up and just fighting monsters that no one else is even willing to fight. Right. That's super good. Like, Oh, I didn't even think about that. Ooh. Every time I, every time I read that manga, every time he comes on, I'm like nearly crying. Like, It's so manly. He's just, he's the best. Oh, he's just getting trounced, but he's like, well, I've got to show up. I'm a hero.
1: I mean, yeah, that's, um, exactly the right way of looking at that, of, like, he shows up because he's a hero. He knows he's going to lose, but he still tries his best no matter what. And that's perfect. Yeah, and it, does,
0: it doesn't matter. And that's kind of, I think, what what's the most, um, you know, my favorite character for most of my life has been Spider-Man. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of one of the core ideas about Spider-Man is he really understands how much being a hero costs him. And like a lot of characters are like, oh, it's all, I'm on, all, it's I'm a hero, it's awesome. But he, like, I really enjoy characters who really under, who really kind of seem to understand mm-hmm. how much they're giving up and how bad things could be and how you know hard well, the world is. But then they just kind of stand up in defiance and say, I'm doing it because some I have to.
1: Well, yeah, and uh, Zach, you like Spider-Man for the same reason I like Spider-Man because um, Spider-Man doesn't use his powers for his own good he is a struggling like post-college kid like yeah, yeah. he's super brilliant but he just doesn't have the ability to get money um mm-hmm. like he's stuck in the economy and um there was a time in the comic books where uh after the brain swap right with yeah. uh dr ock uh, yeah. and doc ock was in spider-man's body and he punched the guy and Blew up his head or something, you know. No, ridiculous he, he, like that. he
0: just um, kind of knocked his jaw half off. He oh right. He
1: attacked um I forget which which bad guy it was
0: um but it was it was in the uh, it was maybe in the raft or one of those prison uh, prison islands mm. um but he punched the guy and he's just so shocked he was like I can't believe this body's been holding this much power. That means every single time I fought him, he's been holding back so he didn't hurt me. It right. was like he's just so shocked doc ock was so shocked that spider-man was so much more powerful
1: than he ever even suspected right and that's you know just goes to show how awesome and humble spider-man is because he has all of this power like he would be an incredible supervillain but he just does what he uh, does for the sake of being good yeah, because with with great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. It's such a good um like such a good character arc, character development. Like and I, character I motivation. The thing about um, the bike hero is with
0: sometimes just with great decision comes great responsibility. If you decide that you have taken something on then you do it, even if you don't know how you're going to do it day in day out. Even if right. you know you're not up to the task, you do it because you've decided these people are your responsibility, and you you take the responsibility seriously. I really, I really appreciate characters in in uh, literature, media that do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really cool. We're talking about super cool characters. Like, there's just so many. Good characters, um, out oh, there yeah. who aren't even like the main character. Like, um, <clears throat> oh,
0: well, I was actually thinking we should probably. I have, I still have like fifty more written down that I.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Let's go through on. your list. Let's go through your list. Well, I was just gonna say we could do a
0: couple. Do like you know maybe one of these every other week for you know three or four until we've until we've gone through them because there's so many good supporting right? characters. Okay. So, for... so we'll go through a few more for today, but then,
1: but right. then like, just kind of save up the rest. And... Give me like your top five on your list that you think right now.
0: Well, Krillin is Krillin is just my personal favorite, just because everyone hates him, but right. he's such a brave dude. Um, let's see. I mean, this one isn't my favorite, but I think the most obvious um, side, the, the most obvious side character, as far as uh, I would say this is number one in becoming a phenomenon even though they aren't a main character. Mm-hmm. And it's purely because of looks. Uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett? He basically does nothing in the entire movie. He just kind of hangs out and like almost does nothing in the entire movies. But there are oh, right. like hundreds of books written about him. You know, he's in like... Every, I, I used to read a bunch of Star Wars books when I and Star mm-hmm. Trek books when I was younger. I've probably read Four hundred Star Trek books and probably a hundred Star Wars books, and Boba Fett was at least mentioned in probably at least one, at least a third, maybe even half of the Star Wars books.
1: Okay, even um, though in the movies
0: he's not even there, really. Yeah, he doesn't even do anything. <laughs> he I think doesn't.
1: He, he he delivers. Yeah, he delivers uh, Han Solo to Jabba the Hutt. But he isn't even the one who, like, pulls the carbonite lever. Um, (laughs) Yep. Yeah, no, you're right. He doesn't do anything. Like, as soon as you said it, I was like, huh,
0: you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just kind of, he's just kind of there. Right? But but he's so awesome that uh, he's so awesome that everyone loves him and he comes up in just about everything else.
1: Okay, okay, give me another one. Give me another. Okay,
0: give you another one. Um, this one we're going we're going way back. Um, okay, so do you remember the lady who's in every Marx
1: Brothers movie? Jeez. Yes. Yeah, vaguely. the the
0: the big lady?
1: Yeah, she's yeah.
0: She's in she's in like literally not literally every movie, but she's in like 70% of Marx Brothers movies. And she's always mm-hmm. hilarious, and she just sets up she sets up every joke so well. She's like the perfect comic foil, and I would say that's that's the lady who she's she's just incredible because she really draws out the comedy of especially Groucho, but also the mm-hmm. um, Harpo you know, and Harpo Ze- and uh, Zeppo
1: and Chico. Chico. Yeah, yeah, Zeppo doesn't really do much funny stuff though.
0: The thing the thing is um Zeppo is was actually supposedly just as funny as the other guys um but the problem is his style of humor was almost the same as Groucho's so uh, they didn't gotcha. want to have the overlap and also the uh the fifth Marx brother was just was supposed to be um, gummo was supposed to be just as funny as well mm-hmm. um but again they uh That's he just overlapping so I think he wound up being like a mattress salesman or something. Um mm-hmm. but the lady the lady I'm talking about is uh named Margaret Dumont. Okay. And oh, wait. I, okay, I just pulled her up on IMDb and this is my f- new favorite thing uh that I've ever seen. Yep. Apparently according to I her her bio in IMDb, she actually legit never understood on screen or on screen she never understood why their jokes were funny off screen she still never understood why why they were funny so she never actually understood any of their jokes which is why she's always like "Ah," because she she legitimately didn't understand what they were saying in life oh that's funny and that actually seg- segues into another one. Um, another character who doesn't understand why they're funny. Um, and in the the actor has said on multiple occasions that they don't understand why their character is funny, which is why they're the one of the funniest characters ever. It's Adam West in Family Guy.
1: Really? Yeah, he 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 said like
0: uh, the directors or producers or something were saying one day that he just went, "Oh, I think this is why it's funny." Like, and was kind of was wrong, I think. So mm-hmm. he actually had 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 just him and Margaret Dumont never really fully understood
1: why they were funny and I gotcha. That's actually that kind of gives a lot of credence to Adam West's character in Family Guy. <laughs> like, that makes. <laughs> So much more of his character makes sense now. <laughs> if he, he just truly doesn't understand what's going on both um, in and out of character.
0: He understands what's going on. He just doesn't understand why it's funny. So
1: he's just being straightforward. <laughs> I got you. Well, I've got a good character who um is isn't necessarily like doesn't know what's going on, uh-huh. but doesn't really care, I guess. Okay. Okay. um and that would be Luna lovegood from uh, Harry Potter oh yeah Luna lovegoods yeah she's a great a great like, side character,
0: and she she kind of hits your point hits your um uh uh limitations on the uh for a supporting character because she does she does kind of fight and is involved in some of the main things, yeah. but she's never really a full main character
1: yeah they never uh have her take the foreground yeah um but no, like I really like her as a like supporting character because she is just the friend who doesn't treat harry like he is you know god's gift to the earth yeah um and a lot of um and i feel like that's something harry really needed in as far as uh character development goes is someone not mentioning how special he is that he's oh, the chosen yeah. well, one well
0: because even even kind of ron and hermione like they, they yeah. don't bring it up all the time but they still like ron clearly notices it and hermione may not always care but she she clearly knows what's going on so that is right. that is a good point that luna just doesn't really care
1: well it, it's not even like with ron and hermione um what they're doing is that um like they're always involved in the like harry's plans or harry's whatever they're always well aware of what they need to be doing to fix things yeah um but Luna's like, nah, let's go uh, talk about these uh, invisible trolls who live in my shoes that uh, steal my <laughs> you know, athlete's foot. And Harry's like, hell just yeah, let's talk about foot. that. Yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> just like random, random things. And it's, Harry definitely needed that at some point. He needed a release from everything that he was getting caught up in. Um, and Luna provides that for him perfectly because she just doesn't really care about him. She just wants to talk about um she doesn't care about him as an idea she cares well, only exactly. about him as a person exactly
0: and i feel so- like that's probably something a lot of real life celebrities deal with like they're it's probably incredibly refreshing to find someone who just doesn't really care about them as a as an idea as a celebrity they just are like eh, are you a person that i like
1: Mm-hmm. i gotcha that works perfectly
0: um so i did also have um someone from harry potter uh but i actually picked an even even uh fringier characters well not more obscure probably more well known but i went with um fred and george
1: oh yeah fred and george definitely because they also fill out that role with uh, harry of not you know caring that he's the the chosen one they just screw around play pranks on him and (laughs) just go about their business and have fun. They like,
0: essentially treat him as though he's, he's just their little, their little brother's best friend. So they just treat him the way any big brother would treat their, you know, maybe slightly funnier, but like just any good big brother would treat their,
1: their little brother's friends. Right. And that's super, you know, super character, uh, characters to have because as the books and as the movies are going on, um, I-, I hated watching movies because it just got so dark. Like the mm. the lighting, the everything was just super dark. But whenever they were on screen, you know, it was very well done. It where they l- literally lit up the screen whenever they were on. Um, you know, yeah, they, they were, were just and a they light were in the darkness. Exactly, and that's exactly what the series needed. Um,
0: one of my favorite quotes. Um i'm gonna i'm probably gonna butcher it but it was um it was by jim henson and he said it's not that we it's not that you know he's talking about the muppets and he's like it's not that we don't understand that the world's a dark and hard place that will you know do a lot of damage to you if you let it it's that you know the reason i created these characters is because i wanted to say yes the world is a dark and hard place but you know what instead of getting becoming dark and hard and angry ourselves we're going to defy it by singing and dancing and and telling jokes like i really like that uh, i mean I, that wasn't even i didn't even come close to quoting it but mm-hmm. basically the idea that there's a real defiance in joy like you don't have to create humor that's sarcastic and mean and angry, and you don't have to become angry and dark and bitter yourself because the world is such a hard, cruel place. You can look at that hard, cruel place and say, "You know what this world needs? It needs some some a prank store, you know right it, like just the way
1: kind of Fred and George do yeah, and th- you're exactly right. they are just joy like yeah. they're joy incarnate, and even when uh like they don't really show it i guess but even after um fred or george or whichever one of them dies you know the other one keeps like keeps on going on um with their joke store because like he knows as much as like he is hurting everyone else is hurting too and that his brother would have wanted them to keep bringing smiles to everyone's faces you know and that's uh such good characters
0: yeah, i i really i really appreciate that. So let me, uh, we'll we'll end today's one with one more. Do you mind okay. if I give you give you one more?
1: Uh, not at all.
0: Okay, this one is um, a bit of tribute, but one of my my favorite mi- uh, minor character is Stanley. Stanley, because he's in every Marvel movie as a minor character.
1: Oh, I mean.
0: As a supporting yeah. character, and he kind of like is the theme. He he like supports it by by like, his presence, by his presence, yeah. by running through just his 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 presence running through every movie. So it, and it kind of reminds you that in the real world, he did mm-hmm. create. You know, obviously it might remind you, but in the real world, he did create all this stuff. Right. And it's just it's just really cool to have a supporting character that just remind you every time you see him that there's a bigger world that more things
1: have been created and can be created will be created right um so i heard something interesting actually uh, have you seen uh, endgame yet yeah um spoilers for everyone who hasn't seen endgame yet but they're actually having um planning for um stanley's cameo uh-huh. to be old captain america that oh th- well I heard that I heard that on a on a meme like I think I posted that meme but you mean that like, was, like actually post- that was actually a plan for um, what they were going to have Stanley's uh cameo be however they didn't do it because they thought it would be too confusing for fans
0: Oh yeah 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 that makes sense so do you think in like the home in the home release they'll do that
1: Maybe um I don't know like I think it would be interesting for um, <laughs> Dan Lee's character in all the movies to actually be, you know, Chris Evans to be <laughs> well, Captain America.
0: To be Captain America, redo it. Um, fixing the timeline.
1: Right. I think that would be super interesting. <laughs> I like that. I mean,
0: the kind of the the uh, long-term theory is that he's one of the Watchers. I think in Guardians 2, he was actually, like, on a planet or on an asteroid with the Watchers in the back
1: uh, in his cameo. Yeah, he was talking with the Watchers. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Um, ah, a lot of good, a lot of good yeah, side that, characters. There were a lot of good ones. I'm thinking that we could probably, yeah, we could definitely drag this on over several weeks, dude. <laughs> like, cause <laughs> I, I'm already thinking of like four or five more. Well, I've gotten them. I've got them written
0: down. So why don't we just do this? Uh, do this like every other week for the near future until we run out of awesome side characters.
1: Yeah, that sounds good to me. That sounds good to me
0: all right thank you guys for listening to the freaking epic podcast uh, let us know what supporting characters you want to see or you, you know, want to hear in the future episodes and if we like them we'll we'll put them in uh, thanks for listening guys
1: all right love you all you're beautiful human beings bye-bye <laughs>